It's life on life's terms. And we're going to start the audio recording. Yes. All right. Here we are again, the Life on Life's Terms podcast. I'm uh, Tom Robinson, and um, we are not affiliated with any 12-step program, although we are fans of them. I am Chris Mandeville. We're here at A New Way Recovery Center in Quincy, Mass., who is ever so gracious to let us use this space to provide you with this podcast. Um, uh, you if you could go to our website, lolterms.com, or look us up on iTunes, Google Play, and please subscribe. Please. Yes, your, please. Your support would be very much appreciated. Very, very much. Um, <laughs> we're just trying to get the word out. So uh, tonight our guest is Meredith, and we will hear her experience, strength, and hope. And I just want to mention that yeah. um, there's that event coming up uh it's on the eighth, right? So it's it's this sat- Saturday or Sunday. Oh, at Quincy Center? No, at um, at the Electricians Hall. Oh yes, from our yes. guest we had last week. Um, it's um, talking about uh, harm reduction. Yes, yes. Speakers there, and 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 uh, everyone's welcome. And then uh, we also have a big event coming up. We might as well announce that. Yes, in the next couple of weeks. Um, so Revelations Recovery has invited us to. Uh, do a live podcast at their uh, awards ceremony. Yes, that's going to be in Abington on September 23rd. Um, there'll be an award ceremony throughout the day, and later on that night, to my knowledge, there'll be some cutting it up. Cut, cutting of rugs. Yes. So <laughs> if you're out and about on a Saturday. There's going to be some rug cutting. Yeah, come check us out. Um you know, we, we're looking for people who are willing to sit down for a quick 10-minute little interview. Um, so, yeah. And you guys have an event on the 23rd as well, your third anniversary. It's, it's a Sunday. Yes. And, yep, from 10 to 2, we're going to have face painting, um, inspirational rock painting, tours, hot dogs, hamburgers, popcorn, cotton candy, awesome. and a chance to dunk the staff. Wow. Nice. In a dunk tank. Yep. Mm. My how, son is already How do you get to up. pick who goes in? Filled with 100% corn, uh, 100 proof corn whiskey. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you get um, to dunk them in the corn mash. I, I think you can just say. Sorry. You. You. Nice. And, and you pay for what, the chance. What but. better way to work through a resentment <laughs> than a dunk tank, right? Uh, I know. My son right? is already practicing his pitch. Nice. So <laughs> do, does the dunkie get to heckle the yes. dunker? Oh, of oh, course. Yeah. yeah. Nice. nice. All right. So, yeah, we'll post more information on this page and uh, we'll share it as much as possible. You can also look up Revelations Recovery. Uh, Joseph's house, um, Derek Quirk, anybody? Uh, yeah, baby. And let, just, let's just spread the awareness. All right, all right, take it away. Okay. Well, I guess I'll start by saying I've been in recovery for 16 months now. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, 
I, you, you know, in my 20s, I partied pretty hard. And uh, I, I didn't identify as an alcoholic. But mm. when I had my children, I, I certainly knew I didn't want them to live the way I lived mm. right. when I was their age. So I don't know. I stopped. And, and um, there's a reason I bring it up. It's because I, I didn't drink alcoholically. I very rarely drank for like 15 years, uh, raising the boys. I homeschooled them. I was a missionary in my church. Wow. Um, so do you think that you drank alcoholically before that? Oh, yes. Absolutely. As, as now, an adolescent? Now, looking back at it, mm. there was nothing normal about my drinking. But yeah. I wasn't willing to identify that way. Um, also, right. well, people rarely are. Also, you were underage, right? Like um, we, no, no. No, even in my 20s. Like so I, you didn't drink at all until your 20s? No, I did. Oh. I, underage, I drank. And then in my 20s, I drank. Like Me and my friends loved to dance, and all my guy friends were in bands. So mm -hmm. we went and saw them play. And, mm. um, you know, so when I was able to put it down like that, um, I picked it up about eight years ago. Um, my boys were now in high school. Um, I was I was getting over helping three people die through hospice. Oh, that's um, tough. That's very tough. Didn't work through any of that. Um, and I ended up in a business that had a lot of networking. And I am very shy by nature. When you get to know me, I'm not shy. But yeah, right. new people scare me. Right, right. Yeah. So... You needed a little social lubricant. Yeah, social yeah. lubricant, excellent. And most of the events came with open bar. <laughs> wow. Hello. Amazing. Um, you know, what better for a budding <laughs> alcoholic? Right. right. So um, Get you back in the swing of things? Yeah, real quick. <laughs> yeah, and I had a little nagging feeling, like I gave this up for a reason. Mm. And then I'm like, but I didn't do it for 50. I'm good. Yeah, like... There's, there's yeah, some literature so you, that talks about that. The guy, well, 25 years, takes out his carpet slippers. Yeah. Well, see, that's, that's the thing. That's And that's why we want to, um, you know, spread this information to as many people as possible because, you know, there's, this that is uh, just another one of the facts that we all know. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But, you know, some other people might not. Yeah. yeah I if, didn't if, know it. Yeah. If you're the hopeless variety, a, a, a real deal alcoholic right Slash you may be able to put it thing. down and you may be okay it could be for 10 weeks 10 months 10 years right but if you are the real deal it's gonna get ugly right and that it did mm -hmm. and and the businessman who put it down till his business grew in the big book that was the first story i really identified with yeah right oh yeah of course yeah, yeah. and um you know, I went from doing all those things and creating a business and and being fairly successful at it and went down a road of, um, you know, being charged with OUI and my family, like my boys hadn't grown up with mom that was like this. Right. So, so they were right. like, who yeah, are you? Horrified. Right. Absolutely. Completely shocked. Because, yeah. yeah, you... you Susie Homemaker, from what it sounds like, yeah. you know, 
<laughs> I was, you know. Yeah. And, um, uh, I can just remember the feeling of getting pulled over and, and, and knowing that you were going to get into trouble. Oh, oh, I did that for years. I drove for years on. without a license. I didn't have a license oh, for God. 10 years, yeah. but I had to work, so I drove. Yeah. You're outside of the car, you know. Oh, I see it today, awful. and I know, you know, I see someone cuffed <laughs> and stuffed on the side of the road, and I'm like, uh, thank I don't forget God. that. Yeah, yeah mm. mine was an That's ambulance right. ride in the car, uh, and, and I broke six ribs. Um, it was a guardrail wow. that saved me. I almost went over an embankment, and two, 25 feet down, there was a, a river, um, and it was a guardrail, and I can remember vaguely the fireman saying to me, have you had anything to drink tonight? And I said, yep. And he said, how much? And I said, enough. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, you know, and I was starting to do things like have my husband park behind me because we had a carport. Uh, so I didn't want to get mad and, and take off because I knew if something went across my brain, there was no stopping me. Um, mm. I had already... Had, had that happened prior? Yeah, yeah. Like before you were the missionary and all that no, stuff? No, no. No, um, but it had happened enough after I started drinking and I was really... Mm. I had become a daily drinker and... Um, now, do you think that it was like stuff that had built up over the years where you weren't able to drink or you didn't? I think I'm just an alcoholic yeah. and I come from a long line of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. You you know. the, we don't get angry. We are angry. You put, right. You, you put the right chemical in and... Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's that, there's that chemical abnormal chemical reaction. reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And at that yeah. point, I had also been on... Uh, prescription pills is a part of my story. Mm. They had me on Adderall for ADD. I was on Percocet for over five years for chronic pain. Oh. I was on oh, benzos for five anxieties. Five years. Uppers and downers. So, so you're like just everything that yeah. an addict wants you had. Yeah. I did. And perfect. legally and prescribed. And now, I, now, while you were on, now, this is while you're drinking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> were you taking them as prescribed or were you using alcoholic meth? Where uh, it says one every four hours, you take four every one hour. No, no, I wasn't doing that because I couldn't function if I took mm. too much. Right, so, so you take something and then would, drink your face you off. You know, on you're it. feeling a little, you're feeling a little tired. You take an Adderall. You're feeling a little anxious. You take a Benzo. You know, I yeah. had my uh, own yeah. chemistry. Yeah, going yeah. On. Oh, I bet yeah. experiments. Yeah, man, and, this is perfect. The, the, yeah. Yep, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, then I gave up the pills because those were had to have been the oh, issue. Absolutely, those were, yeah. yeah. And eight months later is when um, it was just three o'clock in the morning. I was my drinking took me. I was basically by myself watching my iPad in the basement, wanting to be anywhere but where I was. And um, Three o'clock in the morning, I just said, God, I have a mustard seed of faith left, and you need to save me from myself. Mm. Yeah. Now, was there, you say you were on Percocet for five years. Was there a detox? No. Really? I never really went up in the script. I mean, I had enough meds that I didn't need to. Mm. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, right. I, but and, I, I, and my, I would think that 
taking them for five years, there would definitely be some type of physical dependency. No, no there might have been, but the benzos left yeah, after true. the opiates, and I felt like crap for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, okay, uh, okay, right, you right, know. Right. And, and then when you felt like crap, you just drank. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that works. And, Absolutely. Uh, I started calling rehab lines, and. Um, Talked to this one person, and my insurance had just started, and they said, um, your insurance doesn't go active for nine days, but you can't stop drinking because it could be medically right. dangerous. Oh, yeah. and uh, That and benzos. And they said, can Ooh. you hold on? And I said, yeah. And they called me every day, and they're like, I can't believe you're still motivated to go. Like, I know. And yeah. um, I called a guy from church who I had known – and he had been sober 27 years. And I said, Wally, this is where I'm at. You know, I had stopped going to church. I didn't want to face anybody. Um, I said, what do I do? And he said, you got to go to AA. And um, he told me where the meeting was and when it was, but he had something to do that day. And then the next day he called me and he said, did you go to the meeting? And I went, um, and he went, I'll be right there. And yeah. he picked me up and he brought me to the meeting. Huh, that was nice. That was good. The, yeah. The, yeah. That loneliness that of the key. alcoholic at three in the morning. With and the I iPad. found my people. It was a bar without the booze. I yeah, mean, so right? many yeah, characters. Yeah. It was yeah. like, <laughs> oh my goodness, you uh, people are not boring. Um, right, <laughs> you right. Know? When you, when you uh, can right. find, like, yeah. these are like the people I want to hang out with that I would drink with. Right. But we don't drink. Right. right. You know, that's amazing. That's like, it. I've had groups where. 100% that was them. Yeah. You know, like people that I may normally not talk to, mm -hmm. you know, like if I seen them on the street or whatever, but we just had that common bond and we got along and it was Pissa. Yeah. It was, it was right. awesome. And, and they didn't judge me. I was open and honest. I, was, I think I was kind of looking for a reason to bolt out the door. Mm. And they were like, oh, yeah. no, you got a drink, you got a drink. And, um, so after the nine days, I found myself on a plane to California. and um, Really? Yep, because that's where they had found for me. And oh. um, then I was there, and, you know, they give you a red band, and all you have to do in life is feel miserable. They don't expect you to go to the groups the first 10 yeah. days or anything, but I did. And they told me about six days in, my insurance, they made a mistake. It was no good there. What's the band, the red band? It's the detox band, so you're detoxing. You're oh, so going so they like know. Identify you? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. That, it's around your arm? Yeah. It, it's, um, you know, one A of those. Band. It, um, You know, like hospital bracelet, but oh, it was right. red. Yep. And yep. basically. It's what it, we used to use to get into the bars. Yes. I yes, that's exactly. I had a friend who exactly. had every color. He was like, what do you need? You need this? Yeah. When we were underage. Yeah, and it just meant you get to just be miserable for the next yeah. few days. Yeah, and um, stay away from that one. They, she sucks. <laughs> she's, she's gonna be red. temperamental. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But they they liked what they saw in me, and they knew I hung on for the nine days, so they scholarshiped me to their program in Texas. So six oh, wow. days detoxing. I'm on another plane to another Texas. Another plane. Wow. Really? What was what was the name of the treatment center? Um. Oh, something springs. Willow Springs. It was in Bastrop, Texas. Bastrop? Bastrop, Texas. Wow. Let me tell you, cows and highways. <laughs> yeah. Um, a, a, a friend of mine, he went, uh, 
he had done all the treatment centers around here. We had him on the on the show, Jimmy mm-hmm. Bradley. Oh yeah. He ended up out in Texas with a uh, facility called BRC, I believe, and uh-huh. like that's they they took him through the work, mm-hmm. and he got better and. Mm. Like, That's what this was like. It was 30 days of sober living boot camp. Mm. We were in classes all day, every day. They took us to meetings outside in the community. They brought meetings in. You know, when we would go out to the community, we affectionately called the white van the druggy buggy. Yeah. Losing um, cruiser, that's, that's druggy buggy. Yeah. That's a normal thing. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, so... And we were in groups, and we were learning about healthy coping skills, and, you know, just it, it was a place to get myself back together and mm. maybe learn some stuff I didn't know. Right. And um, I wasn't sure if the 12 steps would work for me, but I knew for sure that I had never tried them. So mm. the only way I could effectively say they don't work is if I did them like right. they were told. Yeah. And you were you were never exposed to any type of recovery prior to that? Not really, no. I you know, I I years ago, I think I was nineteen, um, I went to meetings with a friend of mine to support them. Mm. Um I'm here for support. And yeah. and I was court ordered after, you know, my driving stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um Right. But you can go to a meeting and leave and not get anything out of it yeah. very easily. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I was never there for me. You know, when I was there for court ordered, they were really nice to me. I I think my face just screamed alcoholic. I don't know, but (laughs) they were like, oh, keep coming, dear. Yeah, right, right, right. And so I I did, and when I I left Texas, uh, things happened that I I wasn't ready or willing to go back home. So I moved in with a girlfriend of mine in Weymouth who owned a house there, and she was um, supportive. She's not an alcoholic, but she came to the meetings with me. And oh, that's cool. Um, so I, this is it's you, a good friend. You went right from there. Texas to here, Texas to Weymouth, and then when she sold that house, my sponsor's sister rented me a room, and that's where I'm at at now in Housenack. So nice. Yeah, it's you know it's been a great journey. I did an A wall. Um, my sponsor told me to. I I did what my sponsor told yeah. me. You know, yep. I I didn't know my way through this, and she had thirty years sobriety. I I needed to check my ego at the door. And oh yeah, let her take me and through. Like for myself, like I ended up going to jail. Um, me and Tom both ended up in a treatment center out in Hingham, which is no longer there. It's over in Weymouth, mm-hmm. and like I built my network here and. Quincy, mm-hmm. like right. we would get on the bus, get on the two twenty, yep. go into Quincy because every single night there was a meeting. Yeah, if not one, multiple, multiple. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you had the choice. Yeah, and once I finished that treatment center, it's like I'm from Brockton. There's really nothing there for me except for lots of booze and drugs and uh, trouble. Lots of drugs. Where I got lots of trouble. Mm-hmm. Lots so of drugs. why would I want to go back there? <laughs> right. Right. So I stayed out here and. You know, I'm I'm not living in Quincy anymore. I just recently moved out, but like this is where this is my home base. Right. You know, for everything. I, I I know so many people in the recovery community around here that like almost any street I turn down, I'm, I I could find someone. You mm-hmm. know, and 
Like the neck, there's plenty of drinkers down there, but there's plenty of sober people too. Yeah, there yeah. are, and I've just surrounded my, you know, one of the great things about being new and being here is I've kind of surrounded myself just with people in recovery. You mm-hmm. know, I meet other people, but the places I go and the people I gravitate towards, it's all new, so mm-hmm. I got to kind of create it. Yes, you, you, know? you, you got to create you mm-hmm. all over again. Right. Yeah. You know, that's... it's. I remember uh, early sobriety uh, as being... Of course, I was in a program for nine months. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And before that, 30 days in, in jail. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember after I got out, we I moved in with um, four, uh, three other guys from the program, and we all stayed sober. We're all still sober. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just unbelievable. I remember that, that time period as being... Um, you know, just a really golden time period in my life. It was it was formative. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and when you and when I look back on it, it's 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 uh it's a really fond memories. You know, it wasn't that I was happy all the time because I wasn't. It was a lot of miserable misery and, and hard times, but the high happy times when you know we used to go to meetings, would bring everybody back for uh, Texas Hold'em tournaments at our apartment. And mm-hmm. Yeah, we we had a lot a lot of good times. You know, and. Um, and I, I look back on it as really, really fondly, fond times. Yeah, and it's like... The first couple of in, years was... In these fellowships, like, you can pick who you want as your family. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? pretty like, much. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, I want my family back. I want... I do all that. If I get this back, if I get that back. You get that stuff back, and then you're like, wow. These oh, pe- I get that part of yeah, it back, these, too. These, these people are, uh, you know... They're, they they're just as messed up as I am, so like the the or relationships they, that I've or built, they don't understand right. Mm-hmm. The relationships I've built in recovery, it doesn't matter. Like if it's a true relationship, it doesn't matter how much time has gone by. Mm-hmm. There, no one's ever upset if I hadn't talked to them because they understand. Like life happens, right. life happens. things change, things get busy. It's not like. Hey, where you been? It's like, hey, how you been? Right. You know, yeah. never. I don't. I don't think I've had any one person, mm-hmm. you know, get upset that I hadn't talked to him. Yeah. In a while, you know. We all kind right. of understand the struggle of daily living. Yeah, and you know? it, you know, it's it's gotten for myself. It's gotten more difficult, you know. But my my old definitely. friends, of course, when I was using heavy, uh, I was using dope, you know, heroin. So. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't a social thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> but my old friends uh, who I would drink with, you know, and, and party with, and, you know, uh, that's kind of what it's all about. Our friendship was about. We'd hang out and, you know, bond yeah. over drinking or smoking a joint or whatever it is. So, you know, love, love them still. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the what are we going to do? Yeah, bond. exactly. Yeah. Like this. Do? And and like I've talked about this before, like you know, there was people that when I was out there active, they were they looked down on me. You know, and yeah. and understand I understand, you know, right. because they knew who I was, they knew what I had become, you know, and the only time I ever seen them was when was when I wanted something or I had something for sale. And mm. like the longer I'm around like and, and these people got their lives together early, like they've had full on careers, kids, college, houses, 
And now, at my age, I'm watching all these people get into what I was into that mm-hmm. long ago. Right. And oh, it's like, yeah. why yeah. would you do that now? Like, I'm grateful know. that I went through what I went through when I did. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm watching people, like, destroy their marriages and, and just flush their lives down the crapper at, wow. you know, mid-40s. Well, you into, Hi, that was me. Yeah, you know? Um, Intellectually, you may know that it might not be such a good idea, but it's not always intellectually that you make your decisions right, based around. It's right. emotionally is more important most of the time. It's and, feelings. You don't want to feel this way, so you're going to go do this. So you're not really happy, but it's so fun to go out and right. have some beers. But they, they also could have been raging alcoholics at one point, and they grew up. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't change what they are. It's so right. fun to search search a gray carpet for white specks on your hands and knees. Oh, for, carpet like, farming. 15 minutes. Oh, I was, I've been a carpet a piece farmer. Of stale breadcrumb. Yeah. Nope, that wasn't one. Nope, that was popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, Sorry, is, we're drug addicts. So that's you know. okay. The good news is there is hope for them, yes. though, because, you know, yes. my marriage, that is the good I, news. it was dead. Um, mm. I was I I was adamant on divorce. My relationship with my children was so strained, um, and now we're working towards purchasing a house here, building our relationship awesome. again. My relationship with my children has deepened, and and the respect they have for me now is so much deeper. Mm. To have because we talk about the struggle, we talk about the journey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. My son wanted to know more. Um, he's a musician. He's real into comedy and stuff. And he's got this favorite Russell Brandt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's a, he's great. He wrote Russell a Brand, book yeah. called Recovery: Freedom from Our Addictions. Yeah, I and it's read that. twelve yeah. steps. And um, <laughs> the, it's, but the way he words things. Wow. Step um, one. You're fucked. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Step two. How do you get unfucked? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's amazing. His. His stuff is great. He thinks his really stuff. quickly. He's, yes. He's good. That's why he's, he's a comedian. So. Right. Yeah. Well, my son loves him, and he saw yeah, the book, really and he good. said, you know, he, he, we had a conversation. He was interested in getting it, and I'm like, I'll get it for you because, you know, any. Yeah. And, I and, think the 12 steps are great for anybody. Exactly. If the and, whole world could go through the 12 steps, we wouldn't have any of the problems that we have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even yeah, even people without. Uh, yeah, you know, without addiction. What it, it's it's it brings about a psychic change. It's designed to inspire a psychic change. Yes. Uh, you know, there was a poem. Uh, I can't remember. Whatever. But if you can if you can change if you can change yourself and start again, you know, mm. it's an amazing thing. Anyone's going to respect that. That's how what I feel. I did. I I left behind a whole set of values all sorts yeah. of stuff that i knew wasn't yeah. good for me and were was just fucked up you yeah know? and i i changed and i started again and um and i respect myself for that mm-hmm. you know it's something you can feel good about and you know it's possible yeah. right you know? that's why like you know a construction worker decided to start a podcast yeah right. exactly you know I mean? <laughs> but but like okay so hold if you, you i'm sure if you handed worker. your son Mm-hmm. A copy of our literature, mm-hmm. he'd be reading it like, "What?" But for someone that he likes, someone he's interested in, and they can break it down the way he can understand it, 
because well, he wants to know more. I think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah well, and he asked me to buy the book, and then he texted me a few minutes later and said, can you buy two copies? Can we go through it together? So my son and I have been going through this book as a book club, and he's 24, and we talk wow, about all the issues cool. that comes up. Like, this is a gift of sobriety. Yeah, I've that been, is awesome. It is, and he's seen changes, and I get to see his hope grow. And That's something that you never would have had if you never. didn't. Get Never. out of control. Yeah. So. And we've had the conversation about hereditary and mm-hmm. what it looks like and yep. what's out of control. I, and I've had the same conversation with my son. You and, know? and it's been yeah, amazing. And and it's not that he has abstained because of my right. addiction, but the choices that I've seen him make, mm-hmm. like he, he won't drink and drive. Mm-hmm. If oh, someone yeah. he's with is drinking and they're he don't think that they're okay to drive he won't ride with them mm-hmm. like he's extremely responsible yep you know right. he works he's he's <laughs> there's this one story like we had an apartment not too far from here it was uh me him and his girlfriend stayed over and you know i, I he always knew like the value of a dollar mm-hmm. like i was a, i was a single dad i got him at two years sober um and he wanted to play lacrosse, but he wouldn't ask me because he knew how expensive it was. Wow. So I was like, listen, buddy, don't worry about that. We'll get it done. And we did. But he's like 20 years old, 21. He's got this girlfriend, and uh, I hear her ask him for 20 bucks. And he's like, yeah, I'll give you 20 bucks, but just know that I had to work two hours to make this 20 bucks. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. <laughs> yes, like you know, because right. he understands. You know, yeah. like if you he he knows that if you want something, you need to work hard for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, mm. and and you can attain it, and you can get it, but you got to put in work. Right. You know. Right. Like the 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 things that my son and and my daughter have learned from what I've learned mm-hmm. in recovery, like they they may never have learned them. Right. And things could have been completely different. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, right. like life could be totally different. Like my life is kind of a shit show, but it's my life and mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. Right. You know, I, I it's and you're doable. doing it sober. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's the, the inspiration of pain because, you know, mm. a lot of people don't change without some sort of inspiration, mm-hmm. some sort of heavy inspiration. Yep. Pain's a hell of a motivator, right? Yeah. yeah. So we go through the pain of being addicted or, you know, alcoholic, and uh, it motivates us to change. Yeah, absolutely. Work on ourselves. So, yeah, Russell Brand book. I'm going to have to get that. Let's get him on the podcast. Anybody I know. out there know uh, Yeah, anybody Russell got Brand? any connects with Russell Brand? <laughs> so since you've been sober, yeah. you've, you know, made some career changes? Yeah. Um, you know, I decided not to go back to my previous career. I was a dog trainer and Oh wow, the dog whisperer. No the drunken quite the, opposite. the drunken dog um, <laughs> The drunken dog yeller. Polar opposite. Yeah. I worked on positive reinforcement. Um oh. but it, yeah, so I decided I not to go back to that life and uh since I was new to the area I someone mentioned this place and I came in and mm. and but I have 
running group experience and so I decided to start a group on practical self-care and that grew into when a position opened I was offered the position and gone to the recovery coach academy and um, I've done my first semester in my LADAC training so like it's been a you got drunk and got months. a career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What's well, LADAC see, I again? I forget. Licensed drug and alcohol counselor. Oh yeah, I, I knew that. So I asked That's somebody okay. else that who on the podcast yeah. not too long ago. Sorry. Yeah, I said to one of my fellow students, I said, "See, we weren't we weren't being derelicts. We were studying." Yes. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was doing research yes. and development. Yes. I had to know these things. <laughs> right. You know. But, uh, I, I had to get an OUI and crash a car because if I didn't, I didn't, you know. <laughs> That's awesome, though. That's awesome. Yeah. To, so. and, and I've watched other people do it. Mm-hmm. Like, have this, you know, what they think is their path. Mm-hmm. And something hits them, something inspires them. And they're like, you know what? And, and, and the faith that comes along with that is pretty spectacular to like, you know what? I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to go to school hmm. and I'm going to help drunks and drug addicts. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, okay, you really know that that's not the greatest paying job in the world, but. Oh, trust me. I know the difference in the pay. Um, yeah. But, but <laughs> if you do something you love, <laughs> right. you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. And, yeah. and and I'm not so sure that that kind of life is conducive with my sobriety for me. Yeah, what you were doing prior. Yeah. 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 So I, I, you know, for me, um, it's, it's not enough. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not enough and whatever it would give me. I just know that I spent all of my career in a very habit forming way of, mm. of that. And I've learned now, a lot. Did you of work lessons. for yourself or did you work for a company? Um, so I got into it because a friend of mine asked me to help her grow her company. Oh, okay. And then after about eight years, I branched off into my own company. Yeah. So you, you now you're talking about running a business. It's not just a uh, dog whispering. Right. And it's a lot yeah. of, it's, it's a, lot. a lot of long hours. It's a lot of, um, you know, the only time it's you're really surrounded by anybody else is when you're working with clients. So it's a yeah. lot of isolation. Yeah. Um, you know, and like I said, the events are are it's a the conferences were very interesting. Oh, it I'm was sure. it was a crazy scene. Um, but it, I loved what I did, and it's given me a lot of foundation for what I'm doing now. Yeah, because I was helping people solve problems and and think of things in a new way and work to positively reinforce them so that they could in turn do it you know a lot of my clients wanted me to come back for parental training (laughs) (laughs) they're like okay you did that with fido now can we do that with this one (laughs) yeah right um so i just i i did love it and i and i loved um the people I worked with, I just didn't think it was a good avenue for my talents now. Yeah. And See, I loved I love uh, creating stuff out of wood, but when I first got sober, I thought it would be a great idea to go into business doing, you know, siding and sheds and decks and fences. And, and um, I realized that running a business is not creating things out of wood. Yeah. Right, know? And, right. And, and I, I was like... I remember taking money out of my pocket to finish this guy's, you know, wheelchair ramp and and uh, 
right here in Quincy, and, and I was like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is no good. I'm done. I'm working my ass off. Yeah. 16 hour days, six days a week. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, you know, I don't have any money. Yeah. It's like, screw this. Yeah, yeah. right. You know what I mean? Join the Iron Workers Union. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> having having skills is not business management. That's right. You know, and it's it's kind of like when I became a dog trainer, my my mentor said to me, you know that's not true, right? You're not actually a dog trainer. You're a people trainer. I said, you duped me. Because, <laughs> you know, you don't actually work with the dogs. When you're a business owner, you, you, right. you don't actually get to enjoy what, right. you know. Right. I mean, there are people who do it right, and and that's great. But for me, I wasn't that skilled. Um, yeah. But I love this. I I love, you know, every Thursday night we have the nurturing group for women. Mm-hmm. And I love to see the women, you know, just kind of grow and and love themselves more and oh, and have awesome. communication yeah. skills. And yep. I love Yeah, because you guys do something grow. different like every week. Every week is yeah, a so different every, topic. Every Thursday here at a New Way Recovery Center yep. is the nurturing group for women. Yeah, we have a 5.30 family-style dinner, and then we go into a group, and each week it's a different topic. Yeah. And, you know... Why do I feel like women could just be nurtured, but men probably need like to be dope slapped and then nurtured? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know no, what I mean. No. I might be wrong, but it just I don't know. Maybe that's the way I got sober. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, I've heard about. I've, I, you know, I'm only I'm 16 months sober, so I heard about old school sobriety and the you know some of the harsh tactics. Oh of, yeah, yeah. Of, you know, sit down, shut up. Yeah, take the cotton out of your ears, stick it in your mouth. You ain't yep. got nothing to say. Yep. Just right. listen. And, yeah. And and I'm from what you say about your sponsor, I may know who it is. Um and especially Neckers. You know, they can hit you with the truth and you're like, Oh, okay. Well it's my yeah. Necker's sister, so uh, um <laughs> but uh you know she, How's she, Neck? She, yes, she's you're talking been, about uh, Neckers. <laughs> it's like Neckers? She she's my sponsor has been a combination of example, motherly eyebrow, loving, caring, nurturing. Like I yeah. I love my sponsor. It seems like she was tailor made for how I needed to be taught. Yep. And so, you know, sometimes she's like, you know, here's the facts. Yeah. Other times she's like, maybe you should lighten up on yourself. But through right. her example and watching her right. and how she works through her sobriety and, you know, she's still very much in contact with her sponsor. And, right. you know, she just has continued the theme I learned in um, Texas, which is it works if you work it and you're worth it. Yeah. You know, I had to learn I was worth it. Right. It's it's tough yeah. for, for an alcoholic to, to realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You, think you know, you, we want to beat ourselves up so much. You hear that hopeless variety sound uh, saying, you know, yeah. little sound bite, and you're like, that's me. I knew it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hardly yeah. the case. Oh. Yeah. But reading, reading through some of the literature, and you're like, oh, wow, that's me. Mm-hmm. All I needed was the word would. God could and would. And I was like, he won't. Not for me. 
Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm not so sure about that wood word. Yep. Yeah. You know, any little thing. Because you, you're so full of self-hatred or guilt, or I was, you know, so full yeah. of guilt, so full of shame. And uh, Oh, absolutely, because I had been trying to do everything to control and to figure out for a year before I would actually, I mean, everybody knew there was a problem. I knew everybody yeah, knew we're, there was Yeah, we're the problem. last one to know. Yeah. And, you know, I'm leaving myself text messages at certain points of the night to see where it is that the blackout happens and see which which spots I could remember. Oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm wow. like putting ice in my wine, you know. Mm. Um, <laughs> to try to water it down. Yeah, you know, or yeah. control, like I won't refill it till the glass is completely empty ice and all and i'm on my third refill with the same ice and i'm like well that's not working yeah right yeah. you know i just got really cold wine yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's going down even quicker than normal right. it goes down much smoother yeah um uh, so you know i i think i think the only thing was my faith in god like Mm. And and I just prayed to save me from myself mm. because even though I knew it was there, I I didn't like what I was doing. I was promising every morning I'd promise myself I wasn't going to drink that night, and then every night I was drinking. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this I, is. Crazy. I don't know how many times I said that to my. I'm not going to do that again tomorrow. Yep. And then oh yeah no this is it later uh, you know couple hours after I, I, I my eyes it's like you know how did i get here again right you know and and i didn't want to do what i was doing right but i didn't know how not to do it right me you either know? yeah was, I'd, I'd say all right that's gonna be it and i'd have like two or three days out of detox without dope and i'd be like yeah you know what just one more time, one yeah. last time. Yeah, just, I'll just do it for one day. Just one day, just one last time, one last time. Then the next day, I'll, if I do it for two, I'll be okay. But three, I don't know. I still got and some then, left. Here you are, six months later, friggin' strung out mm-hmm. to the gizzards. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's we once you lose that power of choice, mm-hmm. all bets are off. Yep. You know. And and I think that's one of the most important tools I learned was what you were just doing was thinking it through. Mm. Like I I really have to think it through. It's one of my number one tools. Like okay, it you know it's not going to be think this through honestly. Where is this going to bring you? Yeah. You know, are you going to be recovering from six broken ribs again facing a judge? Like right. that's where this brought you the last time. No question, it can bring you there again. There was a guy I was in rehab with um, that uh, was an alcoholic, straight alcoholic, and um, he left. Uh, he left AMA against medical advice, and uh, he went out and died. Mm-hmm. He did heroin in a blackout. Supposedly, he was in a blackout. That's what the word came back was. Yeah, he was probably in a blackout, and somebody gave him heroin, or maybe he was just nice and nice and drunk and. Someone gave him heroin, mm-hmm. and he died. Mm-hmm. Never did it in his life. Yeah, mm-hmm. was a straight alcoholic. Yeah, I've I've heard, you know, I, I've seen, you know, I've seen people that were strictly alcohol, multiple years sobriety, double digits. Something happens, they get hurt, they get put on a pain medication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that Takes whole disease 
comes right back. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a guy I see all the time. I used, I used to see him at at a morning meeting I would go to, and now I see him every day at the methadone clinic and Father Bills. Mm-hmm. And this dude Ooh, had a business. So scary. The dude had money, like helped people. Like, oh, you're in treatment. You need work for the day. Come on, I got you. Is this a guy uh, that I know from? He went to turnabout. Mm, maybe I don't know, but it's yeah. you know just all they did was alcohol. But alcohol is a drug, just as much as everything else is. Oh, sure. And once it is. you put that mood or mind altering substance in your system mm-hmm. I, i've seen i've seen it happen with with people who get into physical fitness and they and they do steroids mm-hmm. and they think oh this isn't mind altering right what really mm-hmm. it's not it okay sure why are you so pissed off then <laughs> you know? right, right, right. And it's you know mm-hmm. yeah well that's like it it just changes people Probably it's probably a bad idea to start sticking yourself with needles. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Buying illegal substances and putting yeah. them into your body. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, like a lot Mullen of stuff that's been me, on TV you know, lately this too. Makes you smaller. This there was makes um, you I didn't get to see the special about Portugal, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I do want to watch it and check it out. So what I saw I, of it, it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I mean they've just changed the way things are. Right, you know? it's not it's not a criminal act. You go before a committee and they get you into treatment. Yeah, you know i I knew a kid at rehab. Um, he had been clean off of heroin for three years, and um, he was in there for his alcoholism because he thought he put down the needle and his drug of choice. And he never had a problem with alcohol, so he thought. Yeah, see, and it's all the same thing. Yeah, it's switching seats on the Titanic. Right, it's all the same thing. You know, it's just you just lie to yourself. That's yep. all. You, you, if you <laughs> if you're putting chemicals in your body for recreation, then it might be a problem. If you're an alcoholic mm. slash drug addict, whatever you want to call it. Right. The, the 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 buzzword now that we're using on the site a lot uh, is uh, substance abuse disorder. Mm-hmm. Yes, That's or substance use, substance, substance use substance use disorder. disorder. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're trying to take the abuse out for yeah, the stigma. Sud. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So it's substance got any use suds? disorder. You know, oh, I see mm-hmm. suds. Yeah, but he 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 said he he was able to kick the heroin through treatment and everything and and and. Now he was in rehab for alcoholism. It, it, you know, I hate to hear that. That's we, that's a lack of the message getting right. You know, either yeah. accepted or whatever it is. Right. Or clearly being transmitted, which yeah. I have a hard time believing, but maybe. Right. Yeah, misinformation is yeah. what it is. You know, yeah. people misinforming people, or somebody just not he- not he- hearing what they don't want to hear. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm gonna sneeze. Bless yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't, Sorry. I didn't want to think. I, I, I was trying to convince myself I wasn't an alcoholic. I tried convincing myself I wasn't a morning drinker. That's right. I tried convincing myself that I never had a, a, a drinking or driving accident. Bullshit. <laughs> I was like 12 years old drinking in the morning. Um, 12 years old with a morning drink. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Exactly. With a paper route. Um, 17 years old, drinking and driving, hitting everything but the lottery in my Dodge Dart. Like, <laughs> but those could take it. Um, crashed another car with a pregnant girl in it, 
Yeah. You know, because I was underage drinking at a bar, loaded, just had bought the car two days before. Mm-hmm. You know, Son of like a- no, I'm I'm a heroin addict. Yes, but I'm also an alcoholic. Right. Right. So when I go to a meeting, I just say alcoholic covers everything. Yeah, that's what for I me. say too. Yep. For me, I, you know, especially when I first got sober, I would say alcoholic because it would remind me of just what we're talking about. Yes, that it's, mm-hmm. it's all encompassing. I, it's I it's have a lot. Thing. I have a lot longer time away from alcohol than I do drugs mm-hmm. because a heroin addict. I'm not going to drink alcohol. That's going to make me sick quicker. Mm-hmm. No. Well, I, it was, you know, it was that's what I would boring, tell myself. Boring to me. Yeah, that's, that's what I would tell myself. I liked anymore. I just was onto a different buzz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's alcoholism, disease of progression. Mm-hmm. That's you know? it. I used and, to call myself an alcoholic. Yeah, because my first <laughs> that's drug, a good one. my first drug of choice was food. Uh, oh yeah, I know. And, know and someone who I had gastric bypass yeah, mm-hmm. over ten years ago, and so that was taken away, right? Mm. But but well, I congratulations on not eating that thing open again because people do that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I've watched it. Yeah. yeah, you know. So I mean that I I did not have a huge drinking problem. Mm. When I was eating a lot, you know. Yeah, right. So, oh, you know. I knew a guy, um, Dan Finer. Dan, Dan Finer, God rest right his soul. Yep. But he would. He told me that he would um, smoke crack to stop eating. He would eat and fall asleep with a plate half empty on his chest. Wake up, finish the plate. Hit order. Go get, go hit order. The plate. Ten pizzas at once, and, and, then, and gallons of ice cream. And yeah. then he would, in order to, the only way to stop eating. Would he would start smoking crack? Mm-hmm. Yeah, God bless him. That's yeah. When he was awful. when he was in treatment mm-hmm. with us, I watched him weigh and measure his food every meal. Yeah, the dude dropped like hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, that first time when I was in with yeah. you, hundred and fifty pounds he lost. Yeah, yeah. That's I a just, whole person. I just hated doing. I just I hated doing wake ups because his room stunk. <laughs> he was eating so healthy. Woo, man! But he. He did it, and he stuck mm-hmm. to it, and and it was crazy because then he got a job in a pharmacy, and he was okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he worked at CVS, and yeah. he was okay. Yeah, and and I honestly I think it was food that let him back. Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah. and and he but he died in a car accident. Yeah, he died in a car accident, but I don't think he was relapsed at that time. No, no. I'm not. I I mean, I know he did with the food because he he yeah he yeah. gained more gained the weight back, but. Yeah. I mean, he then he was a used car salesman, right. but he had the little mini, and he was so happy about it. I remember that's the last time I saw him. He yeah. showed me the the Mini Cooper. Yeah, he was all over it, and uh, somebody else was driving. I guess when he died, yeah. right? Mm. That's sad. But you know, like it's it's it, it doesn't matter. Heroin to Hagen does. I can abuse right. it. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I can eat too much ice cream. You ever watch you know? My Strange Addiction? Yes. As long as I don't stop eating drywall. Or, <laughs> or mothballs. Or chewing or, tape. Some woman uh, chewed tape like Someone gum. that eats dirt. like Rocks. Yeah. There was a lady who ate rocks and her son was interviewed on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. It was like, when my mom eats rocks. It's like, oh, there was no. a guy who, who loved, Your mother eats absolutely rocks, loved so the bag that you, the newspaper came in. He would eat it. And. He he was getting wow. married, and his wife was like, "Listen, if you don't stop this, we can't get married." He was like, "I just want to eat plastic bags at my wedding," 
And he would go into, like, the really <laughs> nice neighborhoods because they had the best bags that the newspaper came in. Oh, my God. And he would just go up, dump the paper out, and take the bag. And he would just grab it and rip it off, chew it up, swallow it. Oh, that is and so weird, huh? Like, medically, there was nothing wrong with him. Like, there was no blockage. There was no buildup. But... So strange. Well, I guess some are sicker than others, as they say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. It's, but yeah, the, the, I guess the point is you you can get addicted to anything, but exactly. when it, when there's like I say before that when there's a mind altering substance, it's it's a little bit different because you uh, you're clouded and mm-hmm. you're not your normal person. Right, right. You know, but anyway, so uh, so we went pretty yeah pretty good yeah we did pretty well and. Uh, for Easy, someone that right? was so scared. <laughs> How do we do this? What do I talk about? Oh. <laughs> See? It was easy, right? Easy. Organic. Like, yeah. Natural. Not forced. And the message was spread. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, how can someone get a hold of you? Say, because I put up, you're, you're a recovery coach for mothers. Yep. So, I'm, I'm a recovery coach for moms here at the center. Um, I don't have the number on me offhand. Um, email or yep they can um, email me at I'm so new I have mhalisey at baystatecs.org excellent yeah and and if you want I can give you my card you could throw it up there yeah um or you can always get through uh in touch through our uh, facebook group and we'll relay message yes yes Yes. or or call call the center call the center call a new way and uh Mm -hmm. ask for meredith yeah right there you go yes and so uh please everybody uh subscribe to the podcast um yes itunes google play google play lolterms.com yep and September twenty third at the Abington. Yeah, what's the the Polish Club? Yes, Abington Polish Club. Yeah. Um, benefit for Joseph's House and a awards ceremony for Revelations Recovery. Revelations Recovery. Um, yeah, come check us out. Uh, always a good time. So thank Thanks. you, Meredith, for stepping up yes, tonight. Thank you very sure. much, and uh, that's a wrap. All right, peace. Thanks, everyone. Peace. I live in this world full of anger and-